Welcome to episode 35 of the Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, as always. Honored to spend some time with you today. We're going to talk about growing your business today. We're going to talk about two ways that are commonly used to grow businesses, and we're going to compare the two. And I'm going to make the case for you that slow growth, reliable growth, predictable growth wins. I'm a huge, huge fan of slow and steady. On Instagram a few weeks ago, uh, I posted uh, and I said, which would you rather have, explosive, inconsistent growth or slow, reliable growth in your business and why? Got a lot of interesting responses. Um, Most people said slow and reliable, partly because that's what I said that I'm more interested in and I don't know if that created bias in the comments. Um, A few people wanted explosive and consistent. (laughs) I think that's fair. Um, Ayla Sadler, she wrote in slow. She said, I used to be a big launch gal, quote unquote, but I've learned that I need to take a step back and trust the growth process. Too much stress for me personally in the big launch. I really appreciated that response. Um, Producer Like a Boss said, I want to hear about how to use both. some Julie said, uh, slow and reliable, kind of like if I had a weight goal, I would aim for steady progress so I can learn what routines bring me the most consistent success. Gosh, you people are smart. Um, let's talk about this today. Uh, and if you're brand new to business and you don't have a business, uh, then you need to start by finding out what your profitable idea is, what you have to offer the world how to find customers, how to sell to those customers, and more importantly, in my opinion, how to automate the process so that this business can grow and scale without you putting in tons and tons of hours. It's something I call an automatic business or a passive income style business. I teach you all of this. I got a beautiful workshop where I teach you how to create your first $1,000 a month in passive income in just 30 minutes a day of work. Obviously, I want you to grow up beyond 1000 bucks a month, but I want to get you that first win. And I share with you the four components that you need, and they all integrate together. How to figure out, like I said, what idea you should even run with, and then how to find these people, and what to build, and how to sell it to them, and how to automate this process. I teach all of it inside of this workshop. It's free. It's awesome. It's super, super helpful. Just go and check it out when you got a moment at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Link's here in the video and below in the description if you're watching on YouTube, grahamcochran.com slash workshop, and that'll get you started. If you already have your business up and running, whether you're making 1000 bucks a month or 100000 bucks a month and you want to grow more, uh, let's talk about what that looks like. So if you're in the digital product space, like me, meaning you sell online courses, you sell membership sites, you sell coaching online, whatever it is, mastermind groups, group coaching, books, ebooks, I mean, any of these count, um, digital newsletters uh, that, you, that people pay to have access to. If you're in this space, you typically see um, two camps are two styles of selling. You have um, what I would call the launch model, and then you have what I would call the evergreen model, okay? And you'll see people do either or or a combination thereof. Usually from the user's perspective, it all looks like the launch model, which is interesting, and we'll get to that nuance. 
from the user's perspective, it all looks like a launch. It all looks like a promotion. It all looks like a sales pitch. The user doesn't really notice the difference. The difference is in the approach for the business owner. Um, the launch model is exactly what you'd imagine. That's what we're most familiar with in a lot of industries, not just digital product, but where you have something new or something that is only available for a certain amount of time. It comes and goes, kind of like the McRib at McDonald's. Okay? It comes and goes, or the pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. Okay? You open something up for a limited time, and then it's gone. Or it's a new product that's, hey, we're announcing it like a movie. You know, I've been talking about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. As of when this episode goes live, it's coming out this week. Star Wars Episode Nine: The Skywalker Saga is coming to a close, and it's going to be dope, and I'm going to be there. So don't hate if you didn't like The Last Jedi, because I don't know what your problem is. That movie was awesome. Anyways, back to the point. See how many, my goal is to see how many of these episodes I can sneak Star Wars into this, mostly so that my wife will realize that like everyone in the world likes Star Wars except for her and she needs to jump on the Star Wars train. So you tell Shay, get on the Star Wars train. It's a great train to be on. That movie, big launch, right? Because it's a movie. That's what movies are. Trailers, 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 hype, 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 pre-launch, all that stuff. This is classic launch model. Then the movie comes out in theaters and it's only in theaters for a limited time, but really they want people to come that opening weekend, opening week. They want to set box offers records. They want to make their investors happy. Disney wants to, you know, make their investors happy because they spent $4 billion to buy Lucasfilm and to buy the Star Wars franchise where they need to make some money back. So they're all pushing to a launch. It's all a launch, right? In the digital product space, this looks like an online course. It's coming, it's coming, or a membership is opening up. And all of a sudden for a week, you're getting a lot of emails. You're getting, you're hearing from it on social media from the person you're following. Join this course. It's amazing. It's closing Friday at midnight or whatever it is. And you have a limited time to join. This is this was really really pioneered by uh, Jeff Walker, uh, and he he sort of created his product launch formula. Uh, he has a great book called Launch, which is just the cheap book version of his course product launch formula. And you can sort of see this this style is being copied because just Jeff is genius, and he figured out a way that launches really well. That's based off of every major movie produced in in the last thirty years of. of priming people and getting people excited to come to the movies. It's kind of the way I view it. It's, it's a lot like the movies. Um, so launching is huge. And so you see everyone doing this same kind of thing. And if you aren't very discerning, you might think that's the only way you sell products online. Got to launch it. And I got to make as many sales as possible. Um, I'm here to tell you that I'm not a huge fan of this model. I'm going to break down pros and cons in a second of both. But I want you to know Again, again, the only reason you should listen to me is because I've gotten results that you want, okay? If I'm not getting the results that you're looking for, you should listen to someone else, right? Um, I love Dave Ramsey always says, you know, you, you shouldn't get uh, health tips from fat people. You know, he, he's, he has this very offensive thing. He says, like, if you want to learn how to be skinny, talk to skinny people. If you want to learn how to be rich, talk to rich people. Like, his point is, who are you getting your advice from? Are they doing and accomplishing the things you want, vice versa? So all that to say, this is not bragging or anything, but this I'm surprised when I tell people this because they're shocked. They're shocked that this is even possible. Okay, the recording revolution does well over a million dollars a year in revenue. And I do it primarily with evergreen sales. 
what that what does that mean? Maybe that means nothing to you because you're so, you're like well, I'm slow clap. Am I supposed to be clapping for Graham? That wasn't a big deal. Most most online businesses that are doing seven figures or beyond, it's based around giant launches. Okay, might be four times a year, might be twice a year, might be ten times a year. I don't know, but like huge huge launches. My biggest seller is this little course called Rethink Mixing that I launched in 2011. And when I say launch, I mean it went for sale. It was not a good launch. Maybe it made 500 bucks. Maybe it made 1,000 bucks when I launched it, okay? It wasn't anything to write home about. So it failed as a launch. But that little course has sold that little, it's a $99, $97 course. That has sold over a million dollars by itself. But over an eight-year time span, seven, seven, eight-year time span. So boring, so slow. It sold a few hundred bucks and then it sold a thousand bucks. And eventually that thing has become a million dollar seller, that little product that's never been updated. It's not shot in HD. It's just been a good, slow burn. A perennial seller gets great results for my students. I get great feedback and testimonials. Even to this day, it's no longer officially for sale, like publicly, but I'll bundle it as an upgrade or like a bonus for people. I'll include it in certain bundles as just extra because it's still so good. But that thing has made me well over a million dollars, but slowly. If it made me a million dollars in a week, I could write uh, a blog post and get a lot of traffic and become really popular because, oh, he had a million dollar launch. But it wasn't a million dollar launch. It was a million dollar slow burn over seven years, that one little product. Not as sexy, but way sexier to a guy like me because it's predictable. So my whole business, 80% of it, 90% of it is built around evergreen sales. So let me explain what those are. If launch model is you've got a product that you're opening to the world, they can join or buy or whatever this week only, and then it closes, whether it's brand new for the first time or it's something you open or close a few times a year, that's a launch model. It takes a lot of preparation, build up hype, a lot of sales in a short amount of time, and and we'll talk about the pros and the cons in a minute, but then it's over, okay? The evergreen model is the exact flip. It is, you got a product, it's available for sale all the time. It's evergreen, like an evergreen tree in the winter. It's always got green leaves, summer, winter, fall. It's always green. So this thing is always selling, but it's usually just dripping out, just selling, making some sales every couple of days or every day or whatever. It's nothing big, none of these big spurts. It's just a slow drip. Most of my products are that uh, on both brands. Okay, that's where most of my revenue comes in is these nice slow drips. Let's explain the pros and cons of both and why and how I built my business this way. Uh, I'm gonna make the case to you that, I, that you wanna focus on that slow, reliable growth, not the big explosive inconsistent growth. You can do what you wanna do, but let me make my case, see if this resonates with you, see if this helps you. If you're on the launch model, this might help you get off that crazy train. And if you're on the evergreen model and you're discouraged because it's slow, this might encourage you as well. So there are benefits to the launch model and there's the reason why people do them and they make it's, they make a lot of money. I mean, I think that's that's the, the number one reason. That's the number one like practical reason they make a lot of money um, because of two things, urgency and scarcity. There, you could say those are the same thing, urgency and scarcity. You have to buy it now. Otherwise you can't get it. So that, that that's a scarcity driven promotion. And people hate that word scarcity, but that, it's, that's very normal. 
Like, here's your opportunity to, to join or buy this thing. That opportunity closes, just like university. They don't, rarely does a big university have rolling admissions where you can join anytime you want. It's like, if you want to get in the class, you have to you have to be admitted before the semester begins. And then you have to, a week to register. And then the class is closed. You got to wait another semester. That's scarcity driven promotion. It's just in education. So it's, it's normal. So this works because we are a people that procrastinate. And so we wait, 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 wait. Oh, crap. This is the last minute. It's my only opportunity to get it. Oh, I'll join. The people that are fence sitters, and most of us are fence sitters because we're just busy, even if it's something we know we want, we're more likely to get off the fence and come by it if we're given a deadline, if there's urgency and scarcity involved. So this does lead to explosive revenue, which is practically really, really helpful for a lot of reasons. Lots of money is really helpful. I think there's a vain reason why we like these launches because it's just it's the metrics. It's really cool to say, uh, oh, I did a $300,000 launch. That sounds really cool to say. And I've done that. It sounds really cool to say. It just feeds my ego. Okay. But you know, there's guys that have done million dollar launches. So it's like, crap, I got to do a million dollar launch to be cool now. So I mean, it never ends. I think that's a huge part of it is the vanity. Also, we're being exposed to so many more launches. And as you start to get into online business, maybe you started to follow some people and you realize that they're just name dropping and number dropping how much they're doing in their launches. It starts to feed you that lie of, oh, I got to do big launches too. And that's the goal. The goal isn't big launches, my friend. The goal is to have a sustainable business that reaches your income goals. Who cares if it comes all in one day or if it comes in over 365 days that year? It doesn't matter when it comes in. It's just more sexy to have it all come in at a 24-hour period or a seven-hour period. But that's not the goal. So don't be fooled. Launches is not the goal. It's just a means to an end. It does have some practical benefits, though. When you get a ton of money in one fell swoop, it can help you uh, do some really cool things. It, it gets you a lot of cash in. So if there was a big purchase you needed to make, um, it's a great time to have a lot of cash come in. If you needed to replace a car and you had a $25,000 launch, that's nice to be able to go pay cash for a car. You don't have to wait and save up. You just got it all in one week. So that's nice. That's practical. But there's some other hidden benefits there too with the launch model. If you get a ton of sales in one week, you get a ton of customers in one week. And there's two big benefits to that. One is you get a ton of potential feedback and testimonials. You get a ton of potential great testimonials faster. If I can get a hundred people into my course in one week versus two or three a week over a few months, that's a hundred people going through my course over the next few weeks. I have a bigger chance of getting more testimonials from them sooner that help me sell more in the future. On the flip side, I have more opportunity to get more critical feedback of what wasn't working in the course or what was missing or what could have been more clear. And I can get that sooner, which allows me to then go back and make the product better sooner. Uh, which allows me to have happier customers sooner. So there's a lot of hidden benefits to running a launch model. So you do get a lot of that critical feedback, both good and bad in a short amount of time. And, and we've got to be flexible. We've got to be willing to evolve. I talked about this a couple episodes ago. We've got to be willing to learn what's working and not working and make our stuff better. So that is a huge benefit to the launch model. Explosive cash, uh, opportunity for lots of testimonials soon, opportunity for a lot of uh, critical feedback to help you make your product better. The cons, though, are just, there's too big to ignore. Number one is you burn yourself out. And if you have a team, you burn your team out. It takes a lot of momentum and a lot of energy expended to launch well. And you don't know that until you've done your first launch, especially by yourself. 
Okay, I've got members in my six-figure coaching community, which is an awesome group of people. Um, and I'm coaching them every single day and every single week inside of this private community. And a lot of them, we talked about launches a few months ago in the community. And I share with them how to 2X their launches. And so that month, um, a lot of them were about to launch their first product. And after the launches, I was getting feedback on how did the launch go and people sharing their numbers and their wins and their losses and all these cool things. And I was blown away by how many people said, whoa, I had no idea just how much work went into a launch. It was all the little things. My checklist I was trying to go through on my phone of everything I needed to get done for the launch was just insanely long. And it wasn't like hard stuff. It's just a lot of minutia, a lot of details. And that's that's launching. There's so much work that goes into prepping the sales copy, prepping the sales emails, prepping the countdown timers or the the deadline funnel, if the page is going to disappear, or the, the tagging people who have bought or haven't bought, or the different email segments, depending on people who have this course, or don't have this course, or joined through this opt-in or through this opt-in, uh, all the pre-launch content you're going to create, or if you're going to do a webinar, or all the feedback, or the Q&As you need to have, or answering people's questions, or they didn't get their download, or there's so much effort involved in launching. When you hear about launches, you mostly hear about I did this, this, and this, and here's how much I made. And they might mention that it was a lot of work, but it never feels as real when they say it as it is when you do it. You realize, dude, wait, that you kind of glossed over the whole how much work it was to launch thing. And I, I might have been at fault in that as well when I've taught launching. Because you're so excited about the, the the strategies and then the outcomes that you 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 don't go into depth or I don't go into depth enough about the reality of just, it is work. It's work. So it'll burn you out. After a launch, even if it's just by yourself, it's like you need a couple of days off just to like breathe. And then if you have a team, they're working around the clock. I mean, websites break with, during launches. All kinds of stuff happens. Something doesn't go right. A buy button doesn't work out. The, the price was wrong. Whatever. Logins aren't working. You're scrambling. People are up late. There's always something last minute launching. My wife just launched a 2.0 version of her membership. Uh, she had a custom platform designed and built and coded from the ground up for her uh, subscription product. And she had a big launch and it was super successful, but there was there was something stupid where the, the billing tool was double billing like 13% of the customers. It was random as some glitch where it was double billing them, it was subscribing them twice. It wasn't everybody, it wasn't consistent. And so you're scrambling with, you know, her customer service person is like dealing with a customer service nightmare and the PR nightmare of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll take care of it. While they're talking to the, the technical back end of some of these tools and plugins they're using, like, what's going on? Fix the glitch. We don't know why this is happening. This never happened before, blah, blah, blah. That's launching. And that's all happening, you know, under the surface. While above the surface, it looks like exciting. Yay, because she'd had a great launch, made a ton of money and got a lot of new customers. But I was there behind the scenes and it's, it's a lot of work. So that's, it burns you out, burns your team out if you do too much of it. Um, even almost more importantly than this, it burns your list out, burns your audience out. Look, I'm, I'm on people's lists who I love and respect, even people who I've bought courses from, um, courses that I've really enjoyed, have helped me out a lot, who have just burned me out. I own a lot of their stuff and they, they're just, they launch all the time. And it's like, here we go again. They launch, they launch, they launch, they launch, they launch. And the launches are so big. Um, and sometimes I can get burned out from their launches. I'm like, Dean. I don't want to keep hearing about this. So it can burn your list out. It can make them a little jaded. They feel like they're just getting pitched to all the time because there is a balance there. You should be able to pitch to your list, but it can become overwhelming. So you can burn your list out. But here's, you know, 
this is the one that gets me. And maybe you you resonate with this. I think it's pretty scary. To, you know, I have a family. I have a wife. I have two young daughters. Um, I think it's pretty scary. I think it would be scary to have all of my income dependent on two to four big launches a year. If I, let's say my family, we want $100,000 a year. And that, that, that's a sweet spot for us to be able to live comfortably, hit our savings goals, and hit our giving goals. I feel like if, that, if I was a launch model business and that meant I, and I launched a product three times a year, that means I got to bring in over $30,000 every launch. That's a lot of pressure. To not make hardly any money in the four months since my last launch, and then I got to do one of my three launches a year, and I need to bring in at least $33,000 this launch, or even more if the last launch only did $20,000, that's a lot of pressure. That's not the way I want to live my life. That's not the way I want to sell. I don't like to sell when I feel pressure. You know why? Because then I will become salesy. I'll be so desperate. People can sense, they can smell that desperation on you. You become so pushy and salesy when you really need the money. The best way to sell is when you don't need the money. I love the way I sell now because I don't need the money. How crazy is that? Like, it's just like when you were in middle school or high school and there was that guy or that girl you were really like flirting or like total had a total crush on. And like, you felt like she or he gave you, paid you no attention. Gave you no time of day uh, when you were like constantly thinking about that person because they could smell desperation from a mile away. And then the moment you're like, forget it, I'm just I'm just gonna stay single. I'm not gonna I don't I don't have time for a relationship right now. I'm just gonna focus on work or my studies or whatever. And you and you genuinely come to that place where you're like, I'm not gonna pursue a relationship. That's when all the girls or the guys like you all of a sudden, and everyone's like interested in you. It's like that reverse psychology of like don't want you, and then somehow the pheromones work, and then they want you. Does this make any sense? I don't know if there's any science behind that, but that's the way it felt like in middle school. Like, every time I liked a girl, nobody liked me. And when I was like, forget it, I'm just going to focus on hanging with my bros and playing video games, like, then the girls liked me. I'm like, well, this is confusing. Um, it's like that with selling. Like, when you're desperate, when you need the sales to come in, I feel like people can sense it. And if they can't sense it, either way, it makes your sales copy a little aggressive, a little desperate. I'd rather sell in a way that's like, look, this is your opportunity to join. Sure, and it's going to go away. Fine. But you know what? If you don't join, you're the one missing out. Not me. Like, I'm, I'm not telling them this, but in my mind, I'm like, I don't need your money. I don't need this to go well. I would like it to go well. I know what I'll do with the money if I get it, but I don't need this to go well. Man, that's, that's a confidence and an ethos that I think bleeds into better sales copy. So, I think the launch model makes it super scary to, to like have that pressure to depend on those two to three or four launches a year. Whereas the evergreen model, and, and what I mean by evergreen is imagine this, you, you have a, a website or you have a podcast like this or a video on a channel on YouTube and people are consuming your content and then you're, you're encouraging them to download something or opt in for some amazing lead magnet, some amazing uh, document or PDF or ebook or video series or workshop or whatever that's amazing and valuable and free, but they have to give you their email address in exchange for that. That's a lead magnet. That gets them on your email list. That curates a list of warm leads. And you need this list of warm leads. That's how you're going to run your business. Once they're on that list, you should have a pre-written 
funnel, which is just a series of emails that you've pre-written that add extra value and lead towards a direct pitch for one of your products or two of your products or whatever, uh, so that you have this automated process of person finds you, they want to go deeper, so they get on your list. Now they're a warm lead. They're at, they get even more value, so they're a super happy warm lead. And then they're pitched a relevant product and they have an opportunity to buy. And if they buy, you get money in your pocket while you aren't doing anything because this sales process is happening through your, your email list provider. Uh, and it's all digital. It's all, automa all automated. That's the whole crux of what I teach you. It's the whole foundation of my business is it's what I teach you in the workshop, right? This is so, so critical. That's evergreen selling. Um, so it, it's great if you have an online course or a membership that they can buy or join automatically uh, through your funnel, where you don't have to be involved in the process and you're not emailing your whole list. So the benefits of this model are one, it's scalable and sustainable. It's scalable in the sense that if you have 100 people joining your email list every month and you're selling a couple copies of your course automatically, if you have 1,000 people joining your email list in the future every month and you're selling 10 to 20 copies of your, like it, your work doesn't change because none of that requires any work. So it's scalable. Like that, that model can really grow. You can make some serious coin. It's sustainable because it doesn't take any effort on your part. You've done the work once. You've built the product or products. You've pre-written the emails. And then now you just focus on your free content, your front-facing stuff, like my podcast. This is a great example. My podcast, right this, right, right here, right now, this is my front-facing content for the Graham Cochran brand. So I'm committed to this, but the machine is behind the scenes. The machine pitches products, adds value, allows me to promote things in the future. It's all working for me. I've done that work already. I love that. It's finite work. So now I just do the ongoing sustainable work of doing an awesome podcast and my machine can sell for me. The second benefit to evergreen selling is that it's consistent and predictable income. Don't we all want to know how much money we're going to be bringing in next month? Don't we all want to be able to plan and have predictable income, especially if you have a family because there's other people depending on you? Businesses like this, right? Every month you make a different amount of money. And that's that's a crazy roller coaster for a lot of people who have left, let's say, a, a salaried job and they're used to a paycheck or at least a consistent amount of hours so their pay's about the same week to week or biweekly or month to month. To leave that certainty, predictability, that's helpful for budgeting, simple things like, well, how much rent can I afford? Or how much can we spend on gas or groceries? Like, if you don't know how much you make, it's hard to budget. You move to having a business and you love the potential a business affords you in terms of there's no income cap. You love the flexibility and freedom a business affords you because you can look very different. You can work from home or work two days a week or whatever. But what you don't like and what none of us like is the unpredictability of income. You make money one month and nothing the next month. That's really scary. Feast or famine, right? You've always heard of that phrase. Evergreen selling creates consistent and predictable revenue. And you don't need a membership site or subscription service for this to happen, okay? Both of my businesses started with one-off sales of online courses. I've since added membership sites to both, but the core of my revenue comes from one-off sales of courses. But it's predictable. And it's predictable because it's just math. If you commit to content marketing, which you should, 
you can start to see the math of how much traffic you're getting every day and every month, how many email opt-ins you're getting every day and every month, and how many sales of your product in that evergreen email funnel that you've written every day and every month. And you can start to see the average. And from there, you can predict if I were to double the amount of traffic, double the amount of email opt-ins, I would double the amount of course sales. And it becomes very easy to predict with relative certainty what your revenue will be in six to 12 months based off of the trends of your traffic. And that is just really encouraging to be able to say, look, it's not even like I have to take an average, but it's a huge swinging curve. Like it's gonna be like this. You're gonna know pretty close to what you're, you're gonna bring in the next month and the month after that, even with one-off course sales. And of course, if you have a membership site or subscription product of some kind, well, then that's built-in recurring revenue. You literally know how much you're gonna make off of that product. So I love having predictable revenue. I'm never stressed out, will I make money next month? Like that has, by God's grace, that has never been a fear of mine. Will I make enough money next month to pay my bills? I can tell you with certainty how much I'm gonna make next month based off of what's happening this month with my traffic and my email opt-ins. It's pretty cool. So if you like predictable income, you're gonna wanna sell Evergreen. And then another benefit is that there's just no burnout to your list. You're not burning out your list of people who love you, your super fans. Why? Because you're primarily selling to the new people who just found you on YouTube, who just saw your blog, who just subscribed to your podcast. They're the people you're selling to because they just downloaded your freebie, just got on your list, and then now they're getting pitched a product from the email funnel. These are the people that A, are more likely to buy anyway because they're fresh, they're new, they just found you, they're super excited about you right now. So those are the people to sell to. Not the person that's been on your list for three years, no offense to them, and they will still buy from you, some of them, but statistically, they won't buy from you nearly as much as the new person will buy from you. There's a thing called lead decay where literally your leads become less valuable over time because they were really interested in you the 30 days window when they joined your email list and found you, right? I've got people who are on my list from Recording Revolution from 2010 who aren't gonna buy anything because they're probably not making music right now or they're not interested in my content right now. They might love me and they might have bought something in the past and for whatever reason they haven't unsubscribed from my list so I'm still paying for them in ConvertKit. But, and I love you, if you don't open my emails, I still love you. Um, they're not gonna buy something because they needed me in, in that season nine, 10 years ago, but maybe they don't need me right now. The people that just found you, that opted into your email list, they need you right now. That's why they opted into your email list. So those are the people that you're selling to with your evergreen model. The, new, the people that have been in your list for years and months, they're not getting bombarded with a pitch every single week because you're primarily selling to new people. So it's beautiful. You don't burn your list out. Now, people say I'm biased. When I talk about something I love, I rarely talk about the cons. And that's because I love it. <laughs> so whatever, I'm not balanced. But there is... Maybe one con, yeah, it's one con, two things are related. One con to Evergreen, in my opinion. And, and, and it's this, it's just that it's slow. It's slow. And I think this is my biggest uphill battle as a coach in this space. Um, and this is why I both love and hate what I do in this space. I love it because it's what I love to do. I love business and I love helping you and I feel like God's called me to share this stuff, just to share everything he's taught me, everything I've learned, just share it with you, okay? That's why I'm doing this, I love it. But you know what I hate? 95% of everybody else in this space, 
because they're all trying to prey off of your desire to become rich really quickly. And so they will feed you whatever you want to hear because it's what you want. And maybe it's not their fault. They're just, it's just good positioning. They're listening to the market and they're giving the market what it wants. And so it's the market that really I should be upset with. The market is all of us that are impatient, we're greedy, we're lazy, uh, and we're short-sighted. It's just, it's just what, and I, I include myself in this. We, we all want results and we want them now, dang it. Like if I want to lose weight, if I need to lose 20 pounds, let's say, I don't want to wait a year to lose 20 pounds consistently and slowly and reliably over the, 20, uh, over the year, right? I don't want to wait a year. I want to lose 20 pounds next week, man, or at least in a month, right? I want something quick. Uh, and it's, it's, it's even more ridiculous in the online business space because we see numbers, we see the tools, we might have caught the vision of what's possible with scalable passive income, digital sales, uh, influencer marketing, whatever it is. We see the potential or we read some article in Business Insider about some 20-year-old that's making a million dollars a month talking about lipstick or whatever it is or that kid that unboxes toys and makes a million dollars a year or whatever, 10 million a year. We're like, dude, I could do that. First of all, it's harder than it looks. <laughs> Second of all, for 99% of us, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. I got a friend who um, goes to my church, and him and his wife, uh, they started a YouTube channel this year. And it's sort of like just a little vlog about their life and their cute little baby, and they do some silly challenges and um, about their relationship and really cute stuff. And um, they were intentionally trying to to blow up on YouTube. And they had a video go viral and it's kind of cute. They have a, um, the wife has a twin sister. And so they did this video where it's like, can the baby tell if it's her mom or her aunt? Cause they look the same. It's kind of mean, like, like which one's mommy and they dressed up the same. Tricking babies for profit. No, I'm just joking. Anyway, this video blew up. And I remember having a conversation with the husband, my bud, he, he called me up cause he had some questions about, um, brand deals and influencer marketing and, and should, they, should they get an LLC and things like that. And I was like, well, you making money on YouTube yet? He's like, yeah, man, we, we had a video blow up and I went and checked it out. I was like, oh my gosh, you got like over a million views and this is incredible. How did this happen? And, and you know, what? And so they've gotten all this revenue. They had like a really good month or two. Um, we're talking about tens and tens of thousands of dollars. And um, they, they were just so excited about doing more of this. Uh, and they, they made money quickly. Uh, it, they've since found out that it's really hard to you know, strike gold twice. Um, and I, I still I still believe that they can do well in the long haul, but there was this sense from my conversations with him that, oh, this is the new norm. We made money quick. It's all going to come this quick. They made money faster on YouTube than I did. And, and it's not that I'm jealous. Like, I'm, I'm so blown away. Like, what they did was incredible. The, the two problems with it, one is that it's, it's a dangerous like it almost lies to you because it almost convinces you that, oh, this is, this is easy. This is possible. I can always make $30,000, $40,000, $50,000 with a video here or there. That's not always the case. The, the algorithm gods are not that kind to us, um, at least not consistently. And then the other thing is that it's a really unpredictable way to, to create revenue. It's hard to know that you'll have enough to pay the mortgage in three months or seven months if you're hoping that that video gets dished up by YouTube consistently or you strike gold again 
um, with another video that does similarly. Uh, but it's it's so much more exciting to say, hey, yeah, we started this channel a month ago and now we're doing $40,000 a month. That's That's exciting. And that's going to get other people to want to do it. That's not realistic for most people. It's just not. Um, what's realistic is you launch something and you don't sell that many copies. And you keep making content and you keep growing your list a little bit. You keep putting out videos or podcasts or articles and you, you sell a little bit more and then it starts to ramp up a bit and you realize that product's not so good. This or this product's good. I mean, look, it took me, five, it took my fifth product, I can't do math, my fifth product finally won. Like I had one, two, three, four, they were okay products. Uh, I had a Pro Tools product, I had a vocal product, guitar product, a drum product. They were, the first year and a half, I launched four products. I was just trying things and they all made money, but they weren't that great. And then my fifth product and my sixth product took off and changed my business. Dude, it took me till my fifth and sixth product to really strike gold. Um, so it takes time to even figure out what people want, but you adjust. And all that to say, that is not appealing. And this is the battle I'm fighting is, I'll, I'm trying to teach you to, to create passive income, but what you don't want to hear if you're a normal human being is you don't want to hear, well, this is a slow process. That's not what most people want to hear. Most people say, hey, come, come again. Did, did you say slow? I don't like slow. I like fast. I like results right now. I want to buy a new car right now. I need to pay off my debt right now. Graham, what can you do for me that makes me rich right now? Or if not rich, at least an extra 10K a month, which would be rich, but whatever. We want it right now. And if that's you, welcome to being a human being. You have a pulse. But let me tell you, if you want to win, think long term. What business model and what activities today can set you up to win in a decade? I love this Tony Robbins quote because it's so true. And I don't quote Tony Robbins ever, I don't think. <laughs> uh, but he has this great line, people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade. We are so overconfident that we can like launch this thing and make six figures and have a 10,000 email subscribers this year. We're like, this is, I'm gonna do it this year. And it's almost 2020. And maybe you're like me and you're like, this is gonna be the year, man, where I do this big, hairy, audacious goal. I hate big, hairy, audacious goals. That should be a podcast episode in and of itself. It's just the dumbest concept. I, I, the magic of thinking big, I get it, I get it. Um, shoot for the stars and you'll land on the moon and what, you know, whatever the quote is, at least you're on the moon. I don't know, is that good? There's no oxygen on the moon. But you know what I'm saying? Like they, people love big, crazy goals. We do it with weight loss. We do it with a relationship. We do it with revenue. It's, it's like we need the big goal to fire us up. The problem is in real life, <laughs> that does jack squat for you actually reaching your goals. You know how you reach goals? you have incremental steps that are strategic and doable and reachable. And it's really boring and doesn't sell a lot of books. Can you imagine if I wrote a book called Reachable Doable Goals? <laughs> like, dude, nobody would buy it. We like big, hairy, audacious goals. The magic of thinking big. That sells books because it's more exciting because it's more motivating, but that motivation doesn't last for most people. And maybe you, you love the big goals and it works for you. You're unlike most people from my experience. So the, going back to Tony's quote, 
people overestimate what they're going to do in this next year. And so you might have a massive New Year's resolution coming up. Well, in 2020, this is going to be the year that I lose 100 pounds and and make six figures and fix my marriage and change change my community. And those are all great things. But maybe you're not going to do all that in one year. You could do that in 10. Oh, I I don't know what I'm going to be doing in a decade. I can't think that far down the road. I get it. I have no control over my life. I don't know where I will be in 10 years. I don't know if I'll be alive in 10 years. Like, I get that. Like King Solomon said in the Bible, life is but a vapor, you know? We're here today, gone tomorrow. If you think otherwise, you're fooling yourself. Even Steve Jobs, who by no means, he was not a Christian. He, that a famous, uh, was a Stanford con, con, uh, commencement speech, graduation. Um, he talked about how he thinks about his potential death a lot. Uh, which is a little eerie because he died not too many years later. Um, but thinking about him being a finite person and 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 he could die at any moment, he might not be here tomorrow, gave him a lot of clarity about, am I doing the things that matter? So even him knowing that like life is finite, we may not be here, we don't know what's gonna happen in 10 years. I get that. But live like you're gonna be here in 10 years, right? Meaning, have realistic goals and have a trajectory, set up a business that could last for 10 years. Imagine that. What would it look like to have a business that could create predictable revenue, that has a nice, steady, slow growth curve, the tortoise beats the hare every time, like just, can you run a pace and set a pace that you can actually run for a decade? and put systems in place and build around a model that actually allows scalable, sustainable growth while your work stays the same and actually your workload decreases over time. What about that versus this is the year that I'm going to reach a million dollars? Because if you think like that, you'll do really desperate things. You're going to do all these launches. You're going to do all these ads that are really gimmicky. You're going to do all these webinars. They're like, buy now, buy now. And, And those things aren't bad. Launches aren't bad. Webinars aren't bad. Ads aren't bad. But you're going to do all those things going back to the desperate teenager again, trying to get that girl. You're going to smell like desperation because you're going to be desperate. And you're going to do whatever it takes. And you know what's sad is that you could potentially reach your goal. But at what cost? At what cost? You, you burn out your list. You, you create a name in the industry that's like, oh, this person just sells, 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 sells. It's really hard to come back from that, right? There's a great proverb in, in the book of Proverbs in the Bible that a great name is to be desired above riches, right? Your, your, your name, who you are, your reputation is worth way more than you hitting your big, hairy, audacious goal, right? I could have made more revenue this year if I just slammed my list like crazy. And it would have worked. But then next year, I would have lost a lot of people who would have been like, oh gosh, this guy just, you could just tell that Graham was just squeezing out every last dime. That's not sustainable for the long haul, right? Having an evergreen model is sustainable, but you gotta be willing to go with the con, which is that it's slow. There's no scarcity. There's no urgency. It's not exciting. It doesn't convince people, you got to buy now. And yes, there's tools like Deadline Funnel that can create some sense of urgency with an evergreen model. That's fine too. But it's not as fast. But it is a beautiful, sustainable model that allows you to get into a rhythm, run a pace that suits your life and lifestyle and allows you to stay in business long enough to A, figure this out, B, build up a reputation, C, be the last man standing because a lot of your 
competitors, quote unquote, are going to drop like flies after they burn themselves out more than likely or their audience out. And then you'll get all the business because you'll still be running. That's where you want to be. You just want to be able to keep running. You'll get there. You'll get there. So in review, launching is not bad. And, and here's the quick snapshot of, of my businesses, right? And, and maybe this will help. This is going to be an application for you. It depends on where you are in business, how many products you have, if you have products. But it is strategic, I think, to have at least one product open and close multiple times a year. A traditional open cart, closed cart, launch model style thing. I think that's strategic. You can also create urgency through a launch that's a promotion. We just had Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all of those things. You can do a discount over a period of time or some exclusive bundles that are a savings over a period of time and have a holiday discount. That is just like a launch because there's scarcity, there's urgency, you got to buy, you got to buy now. That's great. Having two to four of those a year is great. Having one type of promotion a quarter that's that's time sensitive is great. But uh, more than that, I don't know if that's what you need. I would rather have a combination. Here's what I do. I have a combination of a few promotions throughout the year that are big, that feel like a launch to the broadcast list, but the majority of my revenue is spread out every single day. Every single day through my Evergreen funnel on both brands. You opt into my list on the Recording Revolution, you're going to get an opportunity to dive deeper. You're going to get pitched amazing products. And I sell products every single day through that funnel. And that, that accounts for, mm, do some quick math, 60 to 80% of my revenue, evergreen, predictable. And then my promotions, the few times throughout the year that I open and close a couple of courses on the Graham Cochran side of things, I have a membership called my Six Figure Coaching Community. It's closed right now. Um, it might be opening up soon. So if you're interested, go to grahamcochran.com slash six figures and get on the waiting list, okay? That community, I open and close a few times a year. Um, that's that's not evergreen, but I have a course, Automatic Income Academy, that you can join right now. That's evergreen. So a combination is great, but I'm a fan of the majority of my revenue for sure over half of it, but the majority of my revenue coming in through this evergreen model of products that are always selling to my new people behind the scenes automatically. It ticks all the boxes and creates a business that I love, creates a business that's scalable, sustainable, predictable, consistent, reliable, and there's really little to no pressure on the big launches. I have personal goals. I have, oh, I'd love for it to do this. I launched a big product on the Recording Revolution side of things this summer um, that I co-created with three-time Grammy Award-winning music producer, Jakir King, who was one of my musical heroes. Um, and it was really cool to make a product with him uh, where he could teach my audience everything he knows. And we filmed it out in Nashville, his studio, and worked on it for months and months and months to finish it up. And we launched it this summer. And it was a humongous launch, my biggest one ever. Um, and I'm happy for him because we both made a lot of money. We have a lot of, you know, over a 1,000 super happy customers. Um, and it was just a big win. A uh, lot of revenue came in, but I didn't need it to. Do you see the difference? That That's fun to see what it does, 
but there's no pressure to see what it does because really I'm paid every second of every day through my evergreen funnel. And that's kind of where I want you to be. So the application would be twofold. If you have a business and you have a product or products and you're primarily launching things, I want you to take your best seller and make it, well, your most approachable bestseller. So it might not be your most expensive product, but that core product that you really want everyone to, to be in, make it evergreen. Make it evergreen. Put it in your funnel. So when people opt in, you over-deliver with some awesome free content, and then you transition into a pitch for your product over the next couple of days, pitch the product, and just automate that process. If you're brand new to business, you need a product, first of all, to sell. And so go to the workshop because it's free, grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Watch it, apply it. One of those elements is going to be your digital product. And you're going to figure, you don't, may not know what to build now. You'll figure that out through this workshop. It'll teach you what to do. But once you build it, I want you to launch it, okay? But then once it's launched, you can make it evergreen so that it's now being sold in perpetuity forever. And then you can have this consistent stream of revenue coming in, even if it's just 200 bucks a month consistently, hands off. That's a great start. Now you can start to get more people on your list, grow your audience, build new products, whatever you want, but you have that one evergreen base. And again, that's the story of my business, the Recording Revolution. It was product, 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 product. I had six, seven, eight products. None of them were really great sellers until product five and six started to really pick up steam, but they're all being sold in my funnel every day. And as I grew my audience and added products to my funnel, both of those numbers would go up, revenue then would go up. And it'd be consistent. It's always been consistent. 10 years running. Now with the second business, this business right here, the Graham Cochran business, I've got products for this business as well. Consistent as well. I can tell you exactly how much I'm going to make next month and the month after. I'm not worried about Christmas coming up because I know what I'm making because the way I've set it up, it's consistent. And I want that for you. So get something into an evergreen funnel if you don't have it already. And if you don't have a product period, join the workshop at grahamcochran.com slash workshop and get your first product built and put it into an evergreen funnel. And then I'm curious if you want to leave a comment below this video. If you disagree with me, if you love the launch model, I want to hear why. And I want to hear what your experience is with the launch model. Leave a comment below because I, I, I have a lot of respect for people who do launches, but I want to see how you think about it. Because to me, that sounds really scary to live off of that launch model. But if you have found a lot of success and you love it and you actually thrive off of launches and I have some friends that do, leave me a comment below. Let me know. I'd love to dive into a conversation with you. That's it, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of this show. I'm honored to spend time with you each and every week. It really, really is fun. I'll see you on another episode real soon. Mm -hmm.